Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and I'm here with my guest, Kennedy. Hello, my name is Kennedy. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I just graduated high school, so I'm currently a freshman at Duke Kunshan University in uh, Jiangsu Province of China. Wow. Okay, okay, I see you. (laughs) Um, So first of all, I just wanted to ask, how was your graduation, you know, with quarantine going on? I know some schools, they legitimately did like a Roblox celebration. Some schools <laughs> in real life graduation, but just like sat the chairs six feet apart. And then like our school, we had a whole drive through situation going on. Mm. So how was yours like? Yeah, so what my school decided to do is um currently in new jersey you can't have meetings of over 20 people so in-person graduation just wasn't going to happen for my class um so what they decided to do is a youtube live stream um so the head of the school spoke and then they did a slideshow and uh we had the person that we dedicated the yearbook to speak and one of our classmates uh speak and that was kind of it um, and then afterwards, we did a, a car parade uh, at our school. So everyone drove to school, um, decorated their car. Um, and then we drove around the school and teachers were outside uh, wearing masks and staying apart, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And we just celebrated like that. Uh, I think they're planning on an in-person graduation in July, though, um, because restrictions oh. are lifting uh pretty soon um mm-hmm. yeah um so when are you leaving for college or like are you leaving at all is it going to be online mm-hmm. or like do you know what's going to happen yeah so um i'd say that duke university and duke kunshan university um are very good um or have been very good with dealing with the novel coronavirus or covid19 um so mm-hmm. currently um the plan is for all the dku students to go to campus um, in August, um, and we'll probably do a two-week on-campus quarantine, so we won't be able to leave campus for two weeks. Um, and you also have to get tested for the coronavirus before you go, um, both to DKU and Duke. But So both of them are currently planning uh, to be open uh, in the fall. I think Duke Kunshan University reopened in April or March with, or not March, April or May uh, with its national and domestic students. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people listening are probably wondering, like, where Duke Kunshan is, Mm. because, you know, people probably heard of Duke University, but maybe not its separate school in China. So can you like describe a little bit more about it and maybe talk about why you ultimately chose to go to that college? Yeah, definitely. So my college process was, um, I'd say quite different from the average Americans process. I uh, strongly considered uh, schools abroad. Um, So I'm in a school, I was really looking for a community made up of students from all around the world with different experiences that I could learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, And Duke Kunshan University is definitely um, that kind of place. Um, It's somewhere between liberal arts and a large uh, research university, um, meaning I'll I'll be able to study what I want. Um, And also the students there are from all over the world. I think it's 35% 
of the student body is international, U.S. included. Um, and then the other 65% is uh, domestic, um, meaning they're from China. Um, so they really value um, conversation between students and the sharing of experiences. And that's ultimately what uh, led me to uh, deciding to commit there. Yeah, I feel like diversity is also something that I value a lot when looking for a good university to go to. So what are some goals you want to achieve in college? I mean, especially since you're going somewhere that's abroad and, you know, um, the perspective there is going to be very brand new because you're going to be essentially staying there for four years, right? Yeah. Um, so... I have a lot of goals. Um, my classmates and I have already spoken a lot. We have the like admit students group chat, oh, and awesome. yeah, <laughs> and it's like everybody's super friendly and everybody's really encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. So several of us want to do a kind of uh, YouTube series or video series, uh, traveling around China and eating. Um, my personal goal is to visit all the national or the UNESCO World Heritage sites in China. There's like 55 of them, I want to say. And oh, the list yeah. is like, um, so like they're cultural and uh, natural sites that are deemed as like heritage items or heritage locations. Um, oh. So places that have been preserved over the years. An example could be the Forbidden City in Beijing or mm-hmm. um, what else? Oh, uh, Purple Mountain in Nanjing is an example oh. of a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, so China has is tied for the most with Italy. They both have 55, I want to say. Um, but China's list is continuing to grow every year. So um, I'd really like to visit all 55 um, mm-hmm. by the end of my four years there and kind of document that experience with my classmates. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And my other goal is uh, like cooking because I really want to learn how to cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I Well, let me rephrase. I can already cook like decently well, but I want to expand my horizons and i like i'd like to go work at a couple restaurants or just ask if i could um like work at a restaurant for a week or two and kind of uh learn some of their recipes and then do that a a bunch of restaurants and i don't know gain those skills or that yeah those skills (laughs) yeah you've already been cooking on your youtube channel yeah yeah, yeah so... I've seen a couple of videos, and then I showed my mom too. It's oh, like, really? Uh, you... Yeah, it was the uh, like the the scallion uh, pancake. Yeah, 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 the scallion pancakes. And then my mom was like, "Damn, you got some skills." And then she was like, "She told me she was like, you should learn more from him." I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was my first try doing it. And then I tried it again afterwards. I tried doubling the recipe to make more of them. But, like, I I messed it up because I didn't realize when I doubled it that I'd probably have to cut the dough in half before I, like, made it into the uh, spiral pancake-looking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it, the second time I made it, it was, like, a disaster. So, But, 
Hey, the first time I made it, it looked pretty good on camera. So yeah, it did. I, I was so impressed. I was like, I like. <laughs> after I watched it, I was so hungry. I asked my dad. I was like, Can we go? Can we go get food? Yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't say it's too hard. I can send you the recipe. It's like a yes. little bit of flour, a little bit of water, a little bit of milk, and then butter and scallions, and I think that's it. Yeah, oh wasn't my god, it? I need that recipe. Please send that and, to me. And I'd say it took like 40 minutes to make. What? Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. The longest the longest part was probably like, well, it took me 40 minutes to make because I didn't let the dough rest that long. Like mm-hmm. the minimum the recipe recommended or like the minimum was like five minutes, but you can leave it up to like four hours, five hours. And that's yeah. when it gets good. But mm-hmm. I was I was trying to film it in like a certain period of time, so I just mm-hmm. let it rest for five minutes. But yeah, you can make them pretty quick, and I I also believe you can prepare the dough and then um, just have them in your like freezer and thaw them and then make it like that too. Oh right, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm so hungry now. I just ate, like, a couple of minutes ago. But, like, <laughs> just, like, thinking about food. I'm such, like, a foodie person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had amazing food while we were in Nanjing this past summer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so to the listeners, uh, we studied abroad together. We were in the same class. We were the only two people. Yeah. Peace bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, you can talk more about the food. Yeah, so I, how many times a week was it? it? Was like twice a week or once a week? I forget that twice we went out week. as a group meal. Uh, twice mm-hmm. a week. So twice a week, we'd go out as a group, like all three classes. So the whole like program, essentially. And we go out to these like really nice restaurants or like for the most part, nice restaurants. And we ate some like really good food i remember like the first or second day there we went to uh the oh the like shopping district i forget what it was called um but yeah, like we the went downtown area. yeah the downtown area and we went to the top of that like building and we went to the mm-hmm. restaurant and they had like this bread and ice cream thing or like cake and oh ice cream God. thing that was kind of dope um I, were you were you sitting at my table I was at the one with Jilal, sure. At the vi- oh. at the back. See, you guys were fighting over yours, right? Yeah, so at my table... Okay, so basically there was like three round tables. And um, me and a couple of my friends, we were sitting in the middle table. And then uh, the dessert came out, which was um, toast. Like a block of toast. Um, but like it was hollowed out on the inside and filled with ice cream. And then, like, there's, like, other pieces of toast on top of it. And then we were all shocked at how good this was, that we were using our oily chopsticks <laughs> and just pushing each other aside. Like, we were literally having a chopstick war for eating ice cream and eating bread. It was, like, the weirdest thing ever, but, like, we had so much fun fighting over it. And then, like, all the teachers were laughing at us. It was amazing. My, my favorite meal, what was it? it was, I went with uh, class one, 
to the Lanzhou Mian, the Lanzhou Noodle Shop. And oh yeah, yeah, that was really good. Baolaosher was there too. Um,、mm-hmm. that's the teacher, and it was like the food was amazing. It was relatively cheap. Um, yeah, those that was a good eat. And Jilaosher also took us to places that were pretty good too, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember our meals now. Oh, I remember most days I went to this like. You know where the cocoa bubble tea was near campus or on campus?、Mm-hmm. Across the street from that, there was like these these restaurants where you could pay and then you could fill up your plates with like any kind of food, kind of buffet style. And oh the, yeah,、mm-hmm. did I want to say Reed and Khalil and I all ate there once,、mm-hmm. and maybe you or Calypso no, too? I think I went. To the place next to it to get like wonton soup.、Mm, yeah. yeah, that 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 food was good.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no complaints about the food I ate there. Oh my god, one hundred percent. And also the food that our host family gave us, so good. Oh, dude, my、uh, my nanai, like my host grandma, she was like an amazing cook. She made these like robian, which is like. Uh, imagine like a pancake and then like stir fried meat inside. It was like incredible. She,、Whoa. I, when I go back, I have to learn how to make that. I I already、yeah. told them. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! See, I feel like the weirdest food I had there、um, was probably this. Like, it was like I don't even know what it is. Like I asked them, but it was like. A very native to Nanjing thing, where it was like in their language too, so it wasn't like in Mandarin Chinese. So I didn't know how to pronounce it or say it at all.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the way it looked. It's basically one ingredient added to like everything. But the ingredient, it was like this like purplish, blackish, like powdery substance. And it was added in like pancakes and eggs and porridge and I don't know like I didn't really like the taste of it,、mm-hmm. but it was so unique and the way it looked, it made everything look like food that a supervillain would eat in like a Disney movie or like、mm-hmm. a Marvel movie. <laughs> I did your host family take you to like Nanjing Impressions, the restaurant chain. It, no, so, I don't even a, know what that is. <laughs> it's essentially like a restaurant where it has like all the like really authentic dish Chinese dishes like n- that Nanjing is known for. So、oh. my host family took me, and I I can't say I was a huge fan of it,、um, mm-hmm. but we had like snails and dry tofu and、uh, the half like born eggs, like the chicken eggs that was like、What? the ch- the baby chicken is still inside. Oh my. I I didn't、Isn't、eat that, that one. I let my、oh, host brother、no. eat mine, but that's the only one I could bring myself to eat. But was, I I will say the snails actually aren't that bad. I like I found myself eating those over like the dry tofu and like some of the other、mm-hmm. dishes that we had. Cause oh, we had this po- potato thing. It was like a kind of boiled slash baked. Potato it with like pork fat. It was incredible. 
it was like I'd eat that I'd eat that like six days out of all the seven days of the week is that like um Porto's wait do you know what Porto's is no oh my is that a California thing (laughs) probably okay well there's like this restaurant called Porto's and they have these like amazing potato balls that they're known for and I was wondering Mm. if it was the same thing no this was like it was the way the potato was cooked it was like a little bit translucent and it really tasted like if you took like fat from bacon or fat from kind of like spanish ham Mm -hmm. like that's kind of the taste that it had is a very familiar taste to me because it's similar to a dish that we eat in the north of Spain. Oh. Yeah. It was, the, food, food in general in China is dope. It's like, I, I, I'm never disappointed when I go both eating at home with my host family and both in, like, eating out. Like, food is yeah. cheap, which is good, and food is tasty, which is good, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I feel like people need to talk about it more, like especially the traditional ones and not mm-hmm. like Panda Express. Cause... Yeah, I I can't eat Panda Express or any of that food. <laughs> yeah, like every time I eat it, like if if we're at school like late and we order like takeout or whatever, like mm-hmm. I always feel sick after eating like chalatso chicken oh, really? and yeah, be- yeah, it just. Like it tastes good in the moment, but as soon as I stop eating, it's it's horrible. Yeah, it's their marketing strategy. They want you to eat more and never stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, the the like the only similar dish in China to the like Panda Express stuff is the like sweet sour pork or chicken that we had mm-hmm. a couple times and uh, like when we went to restaurants as a group. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. Um. So Khalil brought Reed and I to this um, tiny, tiny restaurant. It was literally like right across from school. Um, so you know the small corners, uh, the corner shop yeah. that we would always. Do? Yeah. So it was right um, there. And on the left or on the right? Whatever is facing the school's building. Oh, is it the restaurant we went to, and you and I ordered for the whole group? Uh, we went there with like class one and our class and then we were given the menu and you and I ordered the dishes for everyone I don't remember doing that what (laughs) yeah and and we went with like bao lao shirt and then we got like xi hong shirt chao ji dan and we also yeah 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 and then like the seats were upstairs right uh probably i yeah. i feel like it was a little cramped yes yes it was that restaurant yeah it was like a grandma cooking or something like yes, that yes. okay yeah and so... the waitress was like the granddaughter and really young yes okay. yes that place yeah so we went there and khalil uh made reed and i order um a plate of sweet and sour pork and mm-hmm. then um, with a bowl or like with a side bowl of rice, mm-hmm. and it was so good. Let me tell you, really? like the best thing I've ever eaten. Like orange chicken in Panda Express is literally so bad compared to this. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's inedible compared to this. Okay, like, it was fried so crisply, and inside there was still, like, juices, and mm. it was just, oh my gosh, chef's kiss. Amazing. Yeah. Do you like chao uh, suji dou, like the stir-fried string beans with, like, salt and chili peppers? Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, that, that dish is incredible. That that dish goes with everything, not going to lie. Yes, exactly. And yeah. the thing is, it's so easy to make. Mm-hmm. Like, And you can just eat it with, like, noodles or with, like, plain rice. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I should just make, like, a food podcast from now on. Just talk Dude, about food. I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> no, this episode bu- is going to be all about food. <laughs> I, th- I think the other thing we need to talk about is bubble tea. Because we drink a lot of bubble tea while we were there. Oh my god. Okay, wait. So, I just wanted to <laughs> say, um, I think I made a good decision. But also, looking back on it now, I have a little bit of regret. Because, you know, in China, known for bubble tea and just cheap bubble tea... Um, but the thing is, in the first week, I had, like, three cups of it, and um, it was already very overwhelming. Mm. So, I told myself I was going to stop using Yeah, I feel like plastic. I remember this. Yes. I, t- I was like, I'm going to not use plastic on the trip here, mm. because I noticed that, like, we were constantly drinking from plastic water bottles mm-hmm. and ordering boba. And just, like, you know, using so much plastic, like, uh-huh. single-use plastics. And then I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this. So I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to use any plastic starting from the second week until the end of the trip. Uh-huh. In which I did not do. But that also meant I did not have any boba for the second or fourth week of the trip. I did not drink from plastic water bottles, and instead I carried around this tiny water bottle that I had, and I had to constantly refill it, and when we went on excursions, and I ran out of water, I would just, like, ask other people (laughs) if I Uh could, like, take a sip of their water, and it was bad, (laughs) like, I was dehydrated, and then I was like, "Mm, okay, maybe I should stop this, but I'm like, no, the environment is (laughs) important. Yeah, I, I can't say I was too conscientious about the planet every time I ordered bubble tea. I, I'd say I had bubble tea at least once every day. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, here, the, the reason why is, as so my, my trip to school every day was I get on the bus and then get on the subway. So mm-hmm. at the subway station, like the school one, there was like mm-hmm. a, 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 like a cafe near one of the exits where you could get like like drinks with jelly or bubbles in them so i Mm -hmm. had that like as my breakfast some days and then on my way back the the like last stop of the bus where i get off was right in front of a bubble tea place so it was like it was very convenient for me it was Mm -hmm. like there's a cocoa bubble tea and then there was like a like a new chain it was like emotional tea or something like that and emotional yeah tea. i i i had bubble tea like every day and then at home on my like desk was like old bubble tea cups i have like five <laughs> of them there and then my host grandma like threw them all away but i had five again the next day so oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah and then banana milk 
Do you remember that? Oh my god, you were all about banana milk. It's yeah. like these little tiny Korean banana milk things, and it was so expensive. It was... Yeah, it was like 15 RMB each, right? Or yeah. something like that. And I, oh my, when we were in Shanghai, I had so many of those because I, mm-hmm. I can't get them easily in the US, and it was like hard to get in Nanjing. Mm-hmm. So every single family mart we saw had them. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, and I don't know. I like banana milk. It's it's a cool drink. Anyways. I tried one sip from you. Like I was like, uh, "Can I try some?" And you were like, "Yeah, you're gonna love it." And I remember sip, and I was like, "Hmm, very yeah. artificial." Yeah, some some people liked it. Some people didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. It was very black and white, though. Like, there was no no one who was like, hmm, I don't know. It's yeah. always like, I love it or I hate it. Yeah. I <laughs> I remember that Shanghai Family Mart is when I broke my plastic pack. It's the first time I broke it in two weeks and... Um, or no, in one week. And basically, I bought this, like, rose black tea... And, like, as I was opening it, I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And, like, I I was so sad. I was like, no. Like, I didn't want this to happen. (laughs) Thinking about water bottles, didn't Jasmine have, or, like, didn't a lady try to steal her water bottle on the subway? Did you hear that story? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she she had it, like, on the side of her back. Yeah. she, She had it on the side, and then some lady was like trying to take it and she's like no that's mine and then and then the lady stopped yeah i don't i don't have words to describe this it was oh my god the subway experience in and of itself is interesting mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i feel like the craziest story i have is, or okay i have two so one is um it was in the morning and i was going to school early that day because uh i think i was going to emily's place and just like hang out for a bit and we were i forgot i think it was when we were packing for shanghai um but anyways that day while i was riding the subway alone i was just standing near like the doors right Mm -hmm. and then this old grandma like let me tell you they are aggressive and they will clap back but basically it was a ton of young people sitting in the subway or like holding the railings going to um school or their jobs right mm-hmm. and then this old woman walks in and she pushes everyone out of the way and she says like i'm assuming is a curse word in chinese like i don't really know but um <laughs> she just started yelling at a ton of young adults and then i was just standing there and i remember she pushed me and i was like bruh and like, like i literally used english and i was like what and then like five people turned their heads at me and i was like yeah and then like the old woman walked past me and she was like <sighs> and then like she just kept pushing people away and then like everyone was like moving because you know they're getting Mm -hmm. pushed right and then the whole subway like you can feel the tension in the air of just how annoyed everyone was 
And right when the door opened, they would leave immediately. And some people would literally leave and just stand there to wait for another subway to come. Yeah. Yeah, those old ladies don't really care at all. And I'd say (laughs) most people didn't really care about, like, space on the subway, which I have no issue with. Like, if you can get on, like, get on, right? Mm -hmm. Get to work, get to school, whatever. But, like, remember I was really late that one day and... It was, it was like the day it was raining yeah yeah like i i left my house at the normal time and then the bus was like stuck in traffic for like an hour i probably oh. could have walked to the to the like metro station quicker mm-hmm. um and then the like the subway was like completely filled so i had to wait to get another one like rush hour was like crazy i, mm-hmm. I also never told anybody this but I one morning I I I saw a bus that had a very similar number to mine. I thought I think mine was like three two seven, and this one said like three two one or three two four on it. But I didn't mm-hmm. see the four or whatever, and I was like chasing it down the street <laughs> to the bus stop, and mm-hmm. I got on just in time. Like I caught up with it, and then when I got on and paid. I realized that it was the wrong bus once it made like a left turn when I was supposed to go straight and I didn't know what to do. So I was like reading the lines and trying to find a match like mm-hmm. so I could switch. And then I realized that if I st- like stayed on, there's a, a really large chance I would just not be able to find my way back. So I got mm-hmm. off at the next stop and ran all the way back to the like original bus stop. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was a crazy morning. It was like a, a, a I was running with my backpack on too, which was Ooh, yikes. not ideal. Yeah, um, definitely not ideal. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Oh my goodness! They're all memories. Good memories. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. It's yeah. been a year. Can you believe? Yeah, that? it was a year exactly two days ago, right? I was looking at my photos and yeah. I was like, dang, one year ago, bro. That's inc- that's insane. I don't know. I wish I was in China right now, to be honest. Like, But I- I'm going to be there for four years, so yeah. I'm-, I'm not too worried. <laughs> it's It was such a good time. Like, I feel like I've never been more relaxed and stressed out at the same time when I was there. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. it was such a complex duality of emotions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It went quick. So, yeah, it went by so fast. I remember the first week I was just getting to know everyone, and I was like, just chilling. But then, like, the second week, I felt like we were all so close. Yeah, but by the like fourth or fifth day, I'm like, damn, we don't have much time left. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I also, not, not only did I have you guys, I also had my volleyball squad, which was, yeah, I I still talk to a couple of them. They, they're playing volleyball uh, right now. Um, not like right now in time, but like this, like these days in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. I'd, when I go to study there, hopefully I can make my way to Nanjing and play with them again. Um for reference, I guess, and I'll explain to the listeners. Um, so every day after class, I uh, hesitated uh, to go 
be active with my classmates outside of the classroom. But I did go engage in the community and I played volleyball with a group of middle-aged men and (laughs) college professors and college students from Nanjing University, which is where our program uh, was located. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was a really formative experience and kind of like like a very nice experience they treated me like a younger brother my my nickname was Xiao Haizi which means little kid cuz i was the youngest one there um it was, they were really caring and and just like all around great people yeah i I'd, I'd say that's one of the best things about china most people are just nice and willing to help and Mm-hmm. willing to spend uh, part of their day or p- a portion of their time to help you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember yeah. I I think it was like a project or something that we had to do. Um but then like a f- I think like twice I played volleyball with you and mm-hmm. your volleyball's <laughs> your volleyball squad. Yeah. And um my arms hurt so bad because the ball you guys are using was so hard. Like, I don't <laughs> I remember I would get hurt so bad that, like, it looks like a rash was on my forearms. But then, like, it would just go away in, like, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we played tough. Like, mm-hmm. people were blocking and people were, like, like spiking, like, every single point. Like, yeah. yeah. I I remember there so there was like an obvious leader of the group um mm-hmm. and he, he he always wore a hat or whatever and he was like really into history but he he was like definitely the best player one of the better players there and I remember I blocked him once and he gave me a look across the net and then <laughs> I I I felt so accomplished but then he just came like back stronger and I couldn't do anything about it so yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah, don't mess with him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You know, if you didn't bring that up, I probably would have forgotten about it. That was, like, so deep in my memories. Mm. I played a lot of volleyball looking back. I don't regret it. It was fun. It is, yeah. I'd always get... Sometimes in the morning, um, I would see you and, like, a couple of our classmates playing. Yeah. I played volleyball so late most days that I'd get back to my host family late. So I felt bad lots of times because uh, I'd get back home and then they'd have, like, my host mom and host brother already ate dinner. So then I'd just wait for my host dad to get back and we eat dinner together. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, if there was one thing I'd change, it's I'd leave volleyball earlier to get home earlier so I could mm-hmm. spend time with my host family. And then on the weekends when they play early, starting earlier, then mm-hmm. I'd use the full time there. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll see them for the next four years. So That's I'm not, too, yeah, I, it's not like a huge regret or a huge amount of guilt. It's yeah. funny that you say that because I feel like the exact same way, but instead of hanging out with your <laughs> volleyball squad, um, it was like with uh, like Khalil, Reed, mm-hmm. and Emily. And, you know, we would just always, we were like a close-knit group, mm-hmm. and we would always hang out after school, sit in, uh, like, the ninth floor office, mm-hmm. and just go there. Um, but then, like, also at the same time, 
like I felt really bad coming home late sometimes at the same time I was like I didn't really want to bother them because my host mom was pregnant and like she was like about to burst like you know what I'm <laughs> like it was intense like I don't know what would have happened each uh. night and just like stay up thinking about like oh my god what if something happens today like you know yeah. so like nervous the whole time and I was like I'm pretty sure she would prefer me not there for like at least like the majority of the time so that she can like really mm. take care of herself yeah I that just reminded me like I don't think there's a connection but the first day my ho- like remember the first day when like our host families came with us and it was like really awkward as one by one we came into a classroom and like a couple of us had spoken but it was still like awkward mm-hmm. um that so my host dad drove me and then he was gonna pick me up after school and i get a text at the end of the day and he's like oh i have a meeting and i can't come pick you up can you make it home alone i because he had driven me to school i didn't know how to get to school mm-hmm that that which also meant i didn't know how to get back <laughs> yeah. um so that was that was a, a journey and i and i didn't even have like the transportation cards yet um oh, yeah. yeah i don't know that was it was fun though i i didn't get lost i made it home like actually relatively fast but mm-hmm. like i don't know i think that I reckon so I'm a big advocate of staying abroad and to kind of close out the kind of topic of our immersion there I'm a Mm -hmm. big advocate of staying abroad and the main reason is to build independence right Mm -hmm. living in a foreign country where you aren't a master of the language um, and they have a different way of life is Mm -hmm. a really good way of putting you out of your comfort zone in a safe way um, so I had my phone, and if I did get lost, I could use my phone to uh, find my way to my host family's house or call one of the uh, program leaders. But mm-hmm. um, I think that having these experiences is w- what really allows people to grow, right? If you live in a sheltered life or um, if you live in, like, a whole your whole life just surrounded by uh, your family and your close friends, then you, in my opinion, you're going to be a lot less developed as a human because you don't know how to react to different uh, situations that involve different amount of risks and different amount of awkwardness and, mm-hmm. and such. So I think that everyone should be looking for opportunities to practice independence, healthy independence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I just wanted to point out that obviously you're not saying that if you don't study abroad, you won't be independent. But um, I definitely agree with you because I feel like study abroad alone, like even though at home, like in America, I already believe that I, well, like, yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty independent person in America, but like studying abroad, it's just a whole different Mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. And 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 there's different ways of becoming independent and learning how to deal with other human beings. I think it's Casey Neistat, um, one of my idols and inspirations for filmmaking. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 could have set up his son with really good internships and really good job opportunities while he was in high school, but he wanted his son to work. He his son worked at a Krispy Kreme, and he wanted his son to work. Um, uh, 
like a entry level job because mm-hmm. working jobs where you have to deal with hundreds and thousands of people every single day helps build you as a human right not only do you have to work really hard for a small amount of money but you also need to learn how to deal with all kinds of people and he recommends that everybody at some point before they move on in the, their life like past high school past college that they work an entry level job and because then they'll learn what it's like to deal with all kinds of people and what it's like to hu- hustle and to struggle so Definitely. i'm kind of, i have a similar mindset mhm i completely agree with you and also it's just in general like having those jobs it's you're learning people skills like mm-hmm. and also at the same time it's a newfound respect for workers that you see every day who are working at a yeah definitely at a local McDonald's like people get upset at like drive-through workers so often because yeah Karen's <laughs> yeah Karen's they themselves are living like a very difficult life and they're handling a bunch of you know problems in their life but then also at the same time like just because your life is hard doesn't mean someone else's like the people working in the drive-thrus is not mm-hmm. so yeah. definitely like just understanding different perspectives i feel like is definitely really important and i mm-hmm. really appreciate that you brought it up because yeah. part of why i started this podcast was definitely to broadcast um more stories more perspectives and learn more about everyone's unique experiences because like yeah i'm friends with most people on this podcast but the thing is i don't know their whole stories like you telling me about this right now like i was like wow like i i love that like that's a newfound respect that i have for you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Kennedy, uh I know you've also been doing a lot of running, you know, on your Instagram stories. I see you waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. just to go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um and I myself, I don't really like running um except in like certain scenarios which are very rare. <laughs> Um, But, like, how exactly do you feel so motivated to go on a run? I think that running is a really good habit to develop, especially for students in high school. Um, Because running and the lessons that you learn from running can be applied to your life. Um, So I use the Nike Run Club app to run. um, And I listen to guided runs while I run. And the Nike Global Head Coach, uh, Bennett, coach Bennett um his kind of catchphrase is run with a purpose um so I started running um because my dad 
uh, ran a lot when he was in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of my original purpose of running uh, back in like middle school. But over time, um, it became a thing of keeping my body in shape, um, building endurance, building good habits, um, keeping myself motivated and uh, de-stressing. Like there's some days where it's just beautiful outside. And even though I might have already run uh, early in the morning or right before lunch, um, Mm -hmm. I go for a second run that day. Um, And then there's other days where it's raining outside or it's 90 degrees outside like today. And you might not want to go on a run, but on both days you have to be motivated to go and maintain uh, your habit and, maintain uh, your streak i think right now i have a like a two and a half month streak of running every day um mm-hmm. with a couple exceptions where i took a one day break um as a rest day for for example like learning how to run isn't only about learning breathing techniques and learning a uh, movement or form it's about learning how to have a conversation with you to maintain your mental condition So being able to persist and dedicate 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours to running every day, then can translate to learning how to spend 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours doing work or focusing on your passion, like writing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that running is a really effective tool um, to improving uh, your habits and improving life. So that's kind of what motivates me to run. How exactly do you like maintain that stamina? And I don't know how long your runs are, but mm-hmm. like for me, even when I do like a school mile run for tennis, we do one mile runs every day for conditioning. Mm-hmm. And you know, that alone, like I already dread, like I don't look forward to it. How exactly do you, you know, have that energy or power, especially after like a long day of school or something? Mm-hmm. So unlike most people, I'm very against the one mile at the 1600 meter. Um, (laughs) I'm a big fan of the mile and a half. And that's because it's, it's new and being able, being willing to do a mile and a half runs means you're willing to do it for yourself and willing to try new runs out, right? If you're willing to do the 1.5 mile run or the four mile run which is a very uncommon run that means you're willing to do a pace run uh, where you're changing up the pace uh, willing to do uh, splits where you're focusing on improving uh, your time over certain lengths of the track um so being so i'd recommend that anyone that wants to start running starts running a mile and a half every day and then if once that becomes easy and the effort to run is an easy effort to give, then you move on to two miles for the next week. And once that becomes an easy effort, move on to two and a half and so on. Um, That's why I did. And right now I'm running about seven and a half to eight miles every day. Um, it's, it's, It's not about pushing yourself, but it's about maintaining speed and maintaining effort. The biggest thing that new runners need to improve on is not starting fast, right? At the beginning of your run, um, you need to give an easy effort. And that doesn't mean you need to run slow. You just need to give an effort that is easy. 
right? You shouldn't be breathing super hard and you shouldn't be sprinting with all your energy. Maybe 10 minutes before you started your run, you you had been sitting on the couch on your computer for two hours. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you just woke up. Um, I don't know. Maybe you just finished playing a sport and you need to cool down a bit. I think that starting slow and then once you get to the mile or or the the half mile of the mile or even the mile and a half um, and you feel comfortable, um, then pick up the pace, right? And your goal isn't to run fast. Just run faster and give a little more effort than what you gave previously. And hopefully the goal is that that easy effort that you gave at the beginning continues when you pick up the pace, right? Because your body is accustomed to that slower pace. Then when you pick up the pace slightly, then hopefully your breathing is already natural and, and it's easy to do. And that pickup of pace isn't a change in effort, just yeah. a change in pace. Yeah. So if, if you want to run, download the Nike Run Club app or uh, what's it? Under Armour has an app as well and listen to a guided run and just run start easy and build from there and hopefully um, with dedication and, and keeping yourself motivated uh, you can become a runner mm -hmm. yeah. it, I think another Coach Bennett quote is everyone's a runner everyone with a body is a runner they just don't know it or mm -hmm. they just run slower than other runners but every runner gives the same amount of effort right mm -hmm. a new runner running a 10 minute mile with all their effort is giving the same effort as somebody running a four minute mile right yeah so all, all runners are different the thing or all runners are the same what's different is the time and the distance that the runner runs yeah definitely yeah that was great yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm very passionate about running yeah i can tell <laughs> it's a good thing yeah i mm -hmm. Definitely want to look more into running, mm. working out in general. I need to start doing that more, especially in quarantine. Yeah, I, it's crazy. If you look at the number of people that downloaded like running apps mm -hmm. and like when if you look like by state and such, when mm -hmm. states declared like lockdown or, or like uh, like was staying home stay orders home. or whatever mm -hmm. yeah stay at home orders the amount of people that downloaded apps and the amount of daily runs recorded on nike run club under armor um all these run apps just increased exponentially isn't it's incredible um and I, hopefully this continues past uh, the coronavirus and people stay healthy yeah. yeah, for real though. It's, I mean, honestly, with quarantine, everyone's just developing new hobbies and new interests, mm -hmm. which is amazing. But I just hope everyone can maintain them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, we're coming up on time, but I can't end this podcast without mentioning the bucket list. Yeah. So, do you have any goals you have in mind, maybe in college or just like in general, long-term goals that you want to reach? Yeah. Um, I, there's one thing that I've wanted to do for the past five or six years, um, and it's uh, to go abroad and just have the ability to 
live in like as many countries as I want. Like maybe one week I'm in Italy and then the next week I'm in Spain and the next week I'm in France. That's kind of, that's kind of my end of life goal, just to be able to travel anywhere I want um, at a moment's notice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Would you consider living in a van? No, <laughs> I, I, I'm so there's a like there's lots of YouTubers that live in a van, mm-hmm. um, and it's like quote unquote minimalist, um, but I, I don't like I wouldn't like to live or have my own house or apartment. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd like to like stay in hostels or um hotels or with friends abroad hopefully i have friends in the countries i visit um so like i don't mind sleeping on a couch it's it's a cool story for the future and uh <laughs> like yeah i i having a uh like a van or a trailer would mean that's my home but i want my home to be the world or where everywhere i go so wow yeah. <laughs> Wow. Honestly, I love that. That should be, like, quoted. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. It happen- it's going to have to happen before I, like, hit 40, because then I'm not going to be able to travel that much. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, you got this. You got this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that'll be the end of our podcast. Um, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah, so... Let's do Bing Cha Films on YouTube. Um, if you like travel videos or cooking videos or uh, kind of nice ASMR filmmaking, um, consider subscribing to Bing Cha Films, uh, B-I-N-G-C-H-A Films on YouTube. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. I love this talk. Um, and also, to all the listeners, make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast to view trailers before the episodes come out. So, of course, thank you so much to my guest, Kennedy. Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>